So for the past few weeks, we've been in a series called Plot Twists, and <laughs> we've shown you some of the most iconic movie plot twists of all times, like when Darth Vader was revealed to be Luke's father, or when Hans was the villain in Frozen, but I'm not going to show you any of those clips tonight. Because if you know anything about me at all, you probably know that the fact that I'm up here at all tonight is just, that's the biggest plot twist of the night. <laughs> I am one of the biggest introverts that you would ever meet. In fact, if we want to look at it as a scale, with over here being the most introverted you could ever be, to over here being the most extroverted you could ever be, I am way over here. Now, in contrast, the rest of the youth team somehow finds themselves like over there. Like they they broke the scale. So, for me, my ideal workday looks well a little bit something like I come in early and it's peaceful and still. There's some light Taylor Swift music playing in the background, something from like Evermore or Folklore, not Red or anything crazy because it's a workplace. <laughs> it's lightly drizzling rain. I have time to wrap up in a cozy blanket and get a nice hot cup of tea. And then everyone comes in and we just harmoniously and quietly work on our own individual tasks. Yeah, reality around the office is quite a bit different. Uh, let, me, let me paint you a little picture. You come in and everyone is yelling. Like all of the time. And no one's mad or upset, nothing's wrong. We are just yelling. Office supplies are flying across the room. Shania Twain and Whitney Houston are both playing at the same time at full volume from two separate computers, and you best believe I'm right in the middle of it. And everyone feels the need to say exactly how they're feeling all of the time. <laughs> I never have to worry about knowing if someone's tummy is hurting because they're gonna tell me. It doesn't matter if I asked or not. So, you can see that there's a little bit of a difference there, but that's just, always how it's been for me. I've always been an introvert in a sea of extroverts. And I love it, but you guys, that's why this is such a big deal for me tonight. This is so far outside of my comfort zone. But I really feel like the Lord has something that he wants me to say to you all. And so I'm just doing my best to step out in obedience and tell the story that I think God has for me to tell you. And I've always been like this. Growing up, I was the shy, quiet kid. My parents actually used the word high-strung to describe me. Yeah, that's a weird word to use for a kid, but it was accurate, so I can't argue with them. I kept to myself most of the time, stayed out of trouble. I have a picture of me as a kid with my family. That's me. I know I'm really cute. Um, <laughs> right. That was my cute little family. Um, and my parents, they took me to church every Sunday, like up until the fourth grade. I was going every Sunday and I was enrolled in a little private Christian school that taught Bible classes daily. 
So I knew all the basics. I knew Jonah, Noah, Moses, the Easter story, all like the felt board classics. Do y'all remember felt boards? Okay, the old ones left, okay. <laughs> so I knew a lot about the things that God had done for me, but I didn't know who he was or why it mattered to me. And that's why in the middle of my fourth grade year, when my parents told me that we were moving, it was so easy to just leave him behind. I still considered myself a Christian, but without anything to anchor me back to him, I didn't pray, I didn't worship, and I didn't even really think about him. And being an introvert, this move was pretty tough on me. But in elementary school, kids still want to be your friend. Um, there's not this elaborate social hierarchy that's in place that comes when you're your age. Yeah. All you have to do to fit in is share your goldfish at snack time. And so that's what I did. And I settled in. I started making friends and joining clubs and doing sports and making good grades. And by the time I was a freshman in high school, I felt like I had everything I could have wanted. I had a really close, tight-knit group of friends. I was in the student council. I was running varsity cross country. I was at the top of my class. I felt like I had it all together. I have another picture. It's me and my friends. Um, two plot twists. Plot twist one, I'm blonde. Um, Plot twist two, I don't talk to any of them anymore. <laughs> but at the time, these were my best friends. We were so close. And that's why when I figured out that we were moving again, I was devastated. It felt like my whole world was being flipped upside down. And I spent the entire summer after my freshman year saying goodbye to my friends and goodbye to the life that I had worked so hard to create for myself. I started my sophomore year at Fruita Monument High School. <laughs> oh, don't cheer yet. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> I, you guys, this school was like as big as the town that I had come from, okay? When I say that the town I was in before was small, I, I mean it was, it was small. Have you heard of the term uh, one-stop light town? Okay, yeah, I was there when they put their first stoplight in. So, okay, it's a real story. So this change was huge. I was so alone, I knew no one, and I got lost in the hallways like every day. I spent every day consumed with anxiety and fear. It got to the point where every morning I was sick. I was nauseous and throwing up, and by the time I got home, my whole body hurt because I'd spent the whole day tensing every muscle in my body out of fear. The move was taking a mental, emotional, and physical toll. It was so bad that after only a week, I moved back. I gave up. I needed just a little bit longer to adjust. I wasn't ready to give up the life that I loved so much. And for a little while, everything was great again. My friends were happy to see me. I was back in my school with no outdoor hallways. But <laughs> things 
pretty quickly started to take a turn. It's probably the plot twist that I should have seen coming. The move and the stress was really affecting my parents. My dad was working constantly. And my mom was fighting a battle with depression and addiction, and they were fighting all of the time. And this caused them to be pretty absent from my life. And because they weren't really around, I started to make some choices that weren't the ones I normally would have made. I started staying out late, skipping school the next day. I started going to parties, drinking, like a lot. I was trying to deal with my pain and my anxiety in the wrong ways. And to be honest, I was taking advantage of the fact that my parents weren't really around. And consequences, they caught up with me. The administration at my school put me on an attendance contract. And that meant that missing any more school was not an option. My grades, something that I was so proud of, started to slip. But at least I still had my friends. Except for I didn't. My family drama was making them uncomfortable. They didn't want to be around it. And on top of that, they didn't understand my hurt or my pain. All they understood was that I wasn't fun to be around anymore, and so they left. I was at the end of my rope, and I felt like I didn't have another choice but to move back here. I didn't have anything worth staying for now anyways. My friends were gone, my schoolwork was slipping, so I moved back to Grand Junction for the uh, second semester of my sophomore year. And I moved back feeling more alone than I ever had before. I made the choice to enroll in online school instead of starting in the middle of the school year. And this started one of the darkest times in my life. For months, I didn't leave the house. I slept all day. I wasn't doing any of my classwork. I wasn't taking care of myself. And while all this was going on, my parents, they were fighting more and more often. And I kind of felt like it was at least a little bit my fault. I entered into a state of depression that I didn't know existed. And to be completely honest, I started to have some really scary thoughts. I started to think that maybe I didn't want to be around anymore. And that Maybe everyone would be a little bit better off if I wasn't there. And no one was going to miss me anyways. But somehow, I barely made it through that time. Long enough to know that junior year, something needed to change. And I re-enrolled at Fruita Monument. And it still wasn't easy. I was still lonely and afraid. I was still racked with anxiety and depression. And I had just resigned myself to the fact that I was never going to have friends again. And schoolwork, something that had always been so easy for me, after that last year, that was hard too. But despite all of this, God still had a plan for me. He 
always had. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. One day, I was in my English class, and the teacher said the words that any shy or new or introverted kid hates the most. We were going to work in a group project. You guys, my heart sank. But before I could get too far into my spiral, the girl who sat behind me tapped me on the shoulder and said, we're going to be partners. Just to be clear, she did not ask me, she told me. But that is typically the way most introverts make most of their friends. An extrovert just like kidnaps them into friendship. Yeah. Right, but this was such a relief to my anxious little heart. Slowly, this girl and I started to become friends, and eventually she invited me to church with her. And I went here and there, not really because I was interested in pursuing a relationship with God, but because I was craving that friendship. But the more I went, the more comfortable I became. The more interested I was in what they had to say, and the more I started to realize that God wasn't this abstract concept, but someone who wanted to know me and who wanted me to get to know him. Before, I had believed in God, but I didn't understand him. So now, when I struggled, I had something to lean on. When my parents' marriage reached a catalyst and they separated, and I didn't see my mom for months. God was there. He was the one telling me that I was worthy of love, even if it felt like I wasn't getting it anywhere else. And while I continued my struggle with anxiety and depression, he was there. He told me who I was through him and that I was strong and brave. And here's the plot twist that I didn't find out until a little bit later. God was there the whole time. Not just after I started to pursue him, but through my whole story. Psalms 23, 4, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God was there when I moved in elementary school and was a lonely, scared kid. He's the one who helped me make friends. He was there when I was a sophomore at Fruta. He was protecting me from the wrong people. He was there when I felt most alone as a teenager. He's the one who pushed me to come back to him. And he was there in my depression and my hopelessness. He's what gave me the strength to move forward and to hope that the future was going to be better. Here's the truth about God. He's always there, whether you're paying attention to him or not. And I feel so thankful that now, looking back, I can see where he was in these moments. Isaiah 30:21 says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. But I didn't feel like he was at the time. I felt alone almost all of the time, but I, I never was. The whole time, God was working things out according to his plan for me. If it wasn't for 
each of these hard things that I went through, I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't be who I am now. I don't think that we're always lucky enough to see how God uses our pain to refine us. But I'm so grateful that God gave me just, just a little sneak peek at why I went through some of this. Without each of these moments, I wouldn't have the blessings that I have in my life now. I wouldn't have met my sweet husband or have been introduced to some of the most supportive friends I could have ever asked for. And I wouldn't have an amazing career that allows me to serve the Lord in a way that's fit so perfectly for me. You guys, God is always faithful in his pursuit of us, even when we fail in our pursuit of him. Going through all of this junk taught me a really important lesson. It taught me that God was there and that he always was, that he always will be. And he showed me this in a couple of different ways. One way he showed me this was, he showed me that he can speak to us through the plot twists in our lives. And I know that when God, when, like, when people talk about God speaking to them, it's a little bit weird and confusing. Like, is it this big, booming voice coming from heaven telling you exactly what to do? Probably not. It can look a couple of different ways. It might be God speaking to you through the advice of a trusted mentor, or through his word when you're reading the Bible. Or he might speak to you through a worship song that you hear on the radio or at 4640. Sometimes God can speak to us through discernment. And discernment is different than what the world might call your conscience or your intuition. It's not like a little cricket on your shoulder telling you what's right and what's wrong. It's the literal voice of God leading us. It's kind of like if you have two options and you don't know what to choose, but you feel a peace that just surpasses your understanding and one option over the other. And if it aligns with God's word, that might be God speaking to you and leading you in the right direction. For me, I remember so clearly that I was laying in bed one morning and I was trying to figure out if going to school was even worth it. I knew that there was going to be consequences if I didn't. I knew the attendance contract was in place, but I didn't know if I cared. And even though I wasn't thinking about it at all, at that very moment, I suddenly knew that I had to move back to Grand Junction. I felt this tugging in my heart that told me that's what needed to be done. And despite the fact that it isn't at all what I wanted, I had a peace about it. God was speaking to me through a peace in his purpose for me. Isaiah 41:13. For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. This was one of the hardest choices I had ever made at the time. All I wanted was for things to go back to normal, but God so clearly spoke to me. And I didn't know that's what it was at the time because I hadn't learned how to listen yet, but looking back, I'm so sure that that's what it was. He was pulling me back to Grand Junction and back to him. And God wants to do the same thing for all of us. He wants to speak to us so that we know he's there. 
He wants us to know that he's right by our side. And now that I know how to listen just a little bit better, and you guys, I'm not perfect at it still, God's reassured me so many times that he's there just by speaking to me. And another way that God can show us that he's there is that he works all of our plot twists out for our good. First Peter 5.10, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. It wasn't fun feeling lonely all of the time and struggling with anxiety and depression while my family fell apart around me. But God used all of these things to put me where I am now. If I hadn't gone through all of this, I wouldn't be living the life that I'm living now. If I hadn't moved here and went through all of that pain, I never would have met that friend who took me to church. And then who knows what my relationship with God would look like. I probably wouldn't have met my husband. I wouldn't have this job. And you guys, honestly, I don't, I don't know where I'd be. God used all of the hard things in my life to shape me and guide me to right where I am now. And this doesn't mean that I don't still struggle. Everything didn't just become perfect because I learned how to see God in my hardships. The truth is I still struggle with anxiety. I still have a hard time feeling like I fit in. My parents are still separated and my relationship with them, it's not always great. But now, I know something different. I know that God's there. And that gives me a hope for my future. It gives me strength and a peace that, even if it doesn't always seem like it, God has it all worked out. I just want to take a second. And if we can all together just create some space and close our eyes and bow our heads. We've all gone through a plot twist or two in our lives. And I feel like a lot of us are in one right now. And I don't know what that looks like for you. Maybe you're like me and you're struggling with anxiety or depression that's invading every part of your life. Maybe you feel alone and like you don't have anyone who understands you. Maybe you've started drinking or vaping to deal with some kind of hurt or to fit in, but now you feel stuck. Or you've recently moved, you miss your friends and you don't know how to start over. Maybe your parents are getting a divorce and it's been really ugly. Or 
maybe you've recently lost someone that was really close to you and you don't know what your life is going to look like without them. Sometimes it's in these moments where we can feel like God isn't there anymore. But he is. And he is closer than ever. We remember the Isaiah 41:13 verse that says, "For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. I will help you." God, we know that you've been there for us in the past. But we need to know where you are now. God, can you just take hold of our hand and speak to us and guide us? Can you show us where you are in this moment, in the midst of this struggle? Can you show us where you are in these times where we might feel like we're all alone? Can you just reveal yourself to us? Can you show us where you're speaking to us, how you're guiding us, how you're protecting us? God, can you show us how you're using these moments for our good and for your glory? And God, in the middle, in the middle of these hard moments, while you're still working it out, while we still feel so alone, can you give us a faith that you have it all under control and that you're going to use every hard time in your plan for us? God, thank you. Thank you that you are always there. Thank you that you always have been. And God, thank you that you always will be. Thank you that despite ourselves, you remain in constant pursuit of us. God, we know that on this earth, we're gonna go through pain and we're gonna go through heartache. But can you use these moments to show us where you are and to bring us closer to you? God, use these moments to show us where you are in our past, in our present, and in our future. Thank you for being a God that cares for us and speaks to us and who wants to turn things for our good. God, we love you so much and we thank you. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.